when I popped off. Riding a cool the top off. I cannot fuck with no knockoff. I'm in the stool like a pop star. Damn it, I feel like an outlaw. You wanna talk with a bow dog? I'm in the room with the mouth loss. I'm in the room with the mouth loss. Let me deliver the home. Yo, run. welcome to I'm another episode of Big Facts Podcast. It's your boy Marcus Williams as the host with the co-host, Devin Jackson, Chris yeah. Amakirk, and Zanarian Ferguson. Yes, sir. Yo. Yo, so we got college football is almost back. We got two more weeks until everything starts kicked off. Man, like I've been waiting for this, honestly, since the national championship. Everybody's been waiting, man. Spring football's happened, the whole NIL situation. But college football is almost back. Ball camp has started. Teams are getting prepared. Yo, like, how y'all feeling about it? We almost back to that nitty gritty, baby. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, looking at the coaches' poll, I'm just gonna go ahead and start it off there. That's, is that cool if I started off there, Mr. Williams? Yeah, man. All right. So I'm gonna go USA Today's poll just so everybody knows what I'm referencing. They got Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Iowa State, North Carolina, and Cincinnati. That's the top ten. Uh, right now, uh, I'm going to say off the rip, I got Alabama staying where they are for a little while. And just knowing what their program always brings, I got them over there. But it's just it's exciting, man. This top 10 is kind of interesting. I'm surprised they put Cincinnati high. And I'm surprised, really, uh, Iowa State isn't in front of Notre Dame. I feel like that's a pretty a pretty shifty one for me. But I will get into that later, fellas. But it's just going to be exciting to see the guys back. They're, they're going to be having fans back in their arena. So it's going to be real exciting to see. What you got, Chris? C-L-E-M-S-O-N. <laughs> out of here, bro. Hey, <laughs> the Tigers, we're going to show everybody we can bounce back without Trevor Lawrence. Man, I'm excited for that. Excited to, to kind of have fans back in the stadium most places. That's going to be dope because that's really what makes college football, right? Like, College football needs those fans. Uh, it's a big part of college football. So, um, but if you look at the top five, right, uh, Dev, you still have that up. What's the top five again? Top five, we got uh, Alabama, mm-hmm. Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and them boys from Georgia. Listen, this might be Georgia's year for real. Have y'all seen? <laughs> Right in the SEC at least. I've seen, the, I've seen what they got. In the SEC at least. Mm-hmm. Boy, hey, please don't sleep on Georgia. Um and then Spencer Rattler. Like I know I was joking before the before the pod, right? But we've seen him play for a while now. Right. Even when he was in high school, they had that show about him. I don't know if y'all saw mm-hmm. that. Cute but like we've seen him for a while now. And last year I think he did take a step. You know, for Oklahoma to be ranked that high, as much shit as I give them, like, they're doing something right. So I'm excited to see what Spencer Rattler uh, brings to the table. But I'm excited really to see, like, the youth at quarterback. Like, we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks, like, really get a chance to start. Um, People that we've known about for a while, right? But they had all-star people in front of them, right? So now we get to see them uh, really get a chance to perform this year. I think that's going to be the most exciting part. Yo, Z, what you thinking, man? Yo, um, I'm just excited, man. Um, from what it seems like this year, it seems like, you know, we're going to get back to a norm. Last year, it was all over the place. You didn't know if your team was going to play. You didn't know if the game was going to get canceled. Uh, half the season, over half the season, we were wondering, you know, at any point, it could just get shut down, you know. 
they had certain stipulations in place. I want to say um, certain conferences had, if they, if they as a total meet a, meet a threshold, they were just going to cancel the season. I want to say Big Ten had something with that, the reason why they started so late. Um, I want to say Pac-12 had something like that as well. So this year just feels like we're getting back to it. Like, I, I'm, I'm excited. We're going to have fans in the stands, everybody, hopefully. I mean, I know things are starting to spike up again with the variant, but, you know, fingers crossed, God willing, you know, everything goes as planned. We got big matchups coming up. I feel like there's a lot of disparity this year. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of heads that could be taken off at any point. So I'm just ready to get to it. I'm just excited. Oh, yeah. You know, I think one of the big things, like Chris said, is you got to have a bunch of new quarterbacks, yes. a bunch of young guys. Alabama has Bryce Young. Clemson with DJ Uolongalele. You've got OU, who's had Spencer Rattler, but it's only his second year starting. Ohio State's going to probably start CJ Stroud. And Clem, uh, not Clemson, uh, Georgia's coming out with JT Daniels. He had a few starts last year. So I just think it's, uh, it's a lot of turnover at that position. And I think that's going to kind of be a real big key as who can make it to the playoff and, you know, who's going to get left out. And, you know, this episode, I think the biggest things that we're going to talk about, obviously, is we're going to make our picks with, you know, who we think our conference champions will be, who we think will make it into the playoff, and some Heisman hopefuls that we all have. I think the top 10, as we already said, you know, it's got a bunch of SEC teams usually. You know, you have Alabama, you have Georgia, you have A&M. The big thing with Cincinnati at the top 10 that I think is really interesting is it helps them if they go undefeated in the regular season because usually a lot of group of five teams, they're not ranked high. So them, you know, getting into the top four is hard because you got to justify them being over teams that are already power five teams. But because they're ranked high already, as long as they keep winning, they could be a team that sneaks in too. So I think they're a team that, you know, we'll definitely have to watch out for. Rounding out, you know, the rest of the top 25, you have Florida that's at 11. You have Oregon that's at 12. LSU's at 13. Southern California is at 14. 15, we have Wisconsin. 16, Miami. 17, Indiana. 18, Iowa. 19, Texas, 20, Penn State, 21, Washington, 22, Oklahoma State, 23, Louisiana, 24, Coastal Carolina, and 25 at Ole Miss. <sighs> a lot of teams, a lot of different conferences that's, you know, representing this top 25. Let's go ahead and we can start off in the ACC. Who do y'all think will win the ACC and be the conference victor? Chris, I already know you. You ready for? You probably already got your pick in. What's up? <laughs> it's, it's already Come locked on, in. Man. Hey, listen, this is not up for discussion, fellas. So, yeah. uh, but now, like, I think people are gonna see just how good our team really is because, like, we had Trevor Lawrence right after Deshaun Watson, right? So people are like, ah, I. They got lucky, right? Because you really don't follow up Deshaun Watson with a Trevor Lawrence in college football, right? Unless yeah. you're with Alabama. Like, yeah, it's hard, it's hard um, to do that with generational quarterbacks. 100%. 100%. So, like, I think this year, Clips is easily going to win the ACC and then show people that we are really building a program that can recruit. Okay, okay. Yeah. Devin, what you got, bro? 
Uh, I don't want to say this. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's North Carolina. Let me stop. Let me stop. No, no. <laughs> Let me not do it to myself. We know. We know who's gonna win that game, man. Uh, we already know right now who who the games who the game ball is going to for this conference. Uh, Clemson hands down has the better team. I like the I like their quarterback that you got going in there now. DJ Ugalale, big arm. Hefty individual, um, and is not afraid to lower his shoulder and, and get an extra yard or two if he has to. Pretty sure he's um, a back. <laughs> he, uh, if, he, if you look at that Notre Dame game, he showed hey, the spotlight doesn't scare him, so I feel like he'll be okay. Uh, a team that could be a sleeper that could see North Carolina, well, could see Clemson. I just gave him a pick away, but see Clemson in that ACC championship. I'm gonna say North Carolina though. And I'm just saying, Chris, y'all last couple visits to North visit with North Carolina, it has not been yeah. a healthy mindset going into well, going yeah. into that game and after it. So I would say literally that's the one team with Sam Howell would turn in. They lost some people at receiver, which is kind of with Deami Brown, and I think they lost their both of their running backs, Williams and uh. Mm-hmm. So with that, oh, is it Williams and? Well, I forgot his last. I forgot his name. Sorry, my man. But nah, it was uh, uh, Williams and Michael Carter. Yeah, Michael Carter. So Carter and Williams, both of them being there, that's that was a tough blow. But they said they do mm-hmm. got uh, up and coming guy there, and I think another one that's behind us pretty good as well. Uh, they said the receiving core looks pretty good. Seeing that you know a good portion of their offense was deep. Well, a good portion of the deep balls were Deami Brown. I want to see now what they're going to do with this new receiving core they got in. Uh, defense is still pretty well, so we'll see what happens. But that's my pick. I got Clemson. I'm going to ride with Chris on this one. I better get the same thing in return when we talk about the Big 12. But what you got, Z? What you got? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. North Carolina. Uh, Sam Howell, the future Heisman runner-up. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's going to get – North Carolina is going to get some excitement. They, they avoid Clemson on the schedule this year. So it's going to have to be a title matchup if they do face off, and I believe that's what it is. And I believe that North Carolina is going to put it on Clemson. I, I just I, something about this team just feels a little bit vulnerable to me this year. You know, it's it's a changing of the guard full time. Not saying that DJ can't get the job done. I do believe that he will get the job done. But you know, the last freshman quarterback that they had was Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence put up a magical season. So. Um, I'm sorry. I just I believe in Sam Howell. I feel like, you know, he's put together some good looking years, you know, and I feel like he made this decision to come back. He could have went to the NFL and been a fifth round draft pick. But, you know, he decided around. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Hurting this man. (laughs) If he would have went out, he would have been fifth round easily. But, you know, this year he he decided to come back. So I believe that, you know, (laughs) it'll be a show out there. Yeah, that was a take. Oh my hey, god! That's a take. Yeah, but, that's a heavy one. Hey, shit. But I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Clemson. I think. Um, I think Clemson just has too much for what teams are returning in the ACC. I think if North Carolina still had, you know, at least one of the running backs. And, you know, they lost their top two receivers as well. I just think it's too much turnover, and they don't have the same reload as Clemson does when it comes to them losing their talent. But I think watch out for Miami because Miami returns their quarterback, returns their top three running backs, and their top four receivers. So I think that 
you know, with everything going on with, with Miami and how they're kind of just been, you know, under the radar right now, I think you have to watch out for them in terms of at least just getting to the ACC championship and competing. Now, you know, whether they beat Clemson, I don't think they will in the ACC championship, but I do think that they will get over the hump and at least get to the ACC title game. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think just Clemson has, you know, too much firepower and I think they'll win, you know, the seventh straight ACC championship. Now going from the ACC to another power five conference, the big 10. Now, obviously, Ohio State has had a stronghold on that one for the past few years, honestly, ever since Urban Meyer came through. But um, you guys got any upsets for the Big Ten? What y'all thinking about? Uh, we really going to go down this route? <laughs> These are like the two easiest ones possible. <laughs> I mean, right, you know, because they mm-hmm. that boy I mean, Trey Sermon really came in. Yeah. I don't want to see nobody you know, beat Ohio State. In we all know how that's going, bro. Like, it yeah. ain't Ohio State is in a different class, bro. <laughs> like, this, like we they might as well be Ohio State. Man, first. Like, come on, let's be Michigan honest. Michigan ain't been like, good. Who really? <laughs> who really? Like, really? Be honest with yourself. Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> come on. Like, with yo. the new Cornhusker uniforms. Yeah. That, <laughs> hey, bro. That's facts, though, bro. That might be the worst division. Like that west side, that west side might be the worst division in Northwestern big conferences. I yeah. can't believe that shit. They had a, they had a solid squad, in the west, they had a solid the defense. I, they defense, didn't really have all that. They might be the worst. Defense. No, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Don't get me wrong, bro. I, they're not bad, whoa. right? But like. I mean, I mean they're, they're, that's probably the worst shit I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> Iowa, Minnesota, and the, well, the well, ACC. Okay, I don't, I, I don't like the major ACC, conferences, though. The Atlantic. What up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. I'm trying to forget about that shit completely. No. Listen, listen. Like, like, okay, I go lot of I go lot. Look at the, look at the ACC is getting better. Yes or no? ACC is getting better. By far and away. Number one. Keep it a bean. Not a they lot better. Have North Carolina and Miami at two and three, and that can be interchangeable depending on, you know, okay. how people see it. Everybody else is six and six at best. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you're right, Ryan. <laughs> you like the ACC, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The ACC. I'm not going to argue this one, bro. You guys. Won't be good again to me until <laughs> Vontek is a good team on the regular again. That, I need that. They used to control the ACC. Florida State never see outside the top twenty-five ever again. Like right. this is this is Ugh. the worst I've like. I, I think Florida, I think Florida State will be better in a few years. I don't yeah, see them being down. I go a lot. Yeah, saying, What's up? Like right now, the ACC can't be taken seriously. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. They gonna get a recruit class. Right now they can. That's why they if go- Clemson loses one game in the ACC. Like it's over for them. Yeah. But is it really? It is. It is. Yeah. Chris, 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 how many ranked how many ranked teams y'all face every year? Crazy. Be honest. Be honest. You're crazy. Bro. Well, well but see, yeah. the reason for that is because we've yeah. lost fucking ACC four. It made the playoffs. It made the playoffs. Oh, well, we can And then also, that was the time when y'all were losing those games. Biotech was good. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. So yeah, Chris, it's 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 done. So let y'all lose to. North, it don't even matter if it's North Carolina, Miami. If it, 
It does not. It does not matter. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it. Bro, you're crazy. I'm just, First of all, we're not gonna lose it. I'm just being real. Like, I'm being real. Like, Derek King, we will eat his lunch. If Texas was to anybody that's not Oklahoma, <laughs> should we be out the playoffs? <laughs> Okay, example, your division's trash. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just messing with you. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, your division is trash. Yeah, I, I agree. We should not, I agree, I agree, I agree. So, using the same so, logic, I agree, I agree. Now, SEC, you got a little bit of tweaks, so that's why we're trying to go over this. Okay, and I respect that. <laughs> Listen, my, <laughs> my original right statement was wrong. It's like one A, one B. On that Sleep. division being the worst, ACC is definitely. Good. It'll be bad coaching. Well, listen, the ACC could be so good. What happened to Florida State? Bro? Well, because you got think, we got twenty twenty seventeen. I go lie, they'll be back. Remember, How long has it been? Be honest though, Jameis was one. Jameis in the first game, but then they their quarterback. Their quarterback got injured, and they ended up finishing oh, yeah, that season seven and six. And yeah, and then what happened after? Seven and six, Jimbo left. Once Jimbo left, it was True. over. They lost the recruit class. <laughs> Low key, I mean, it, it's not it. even the recruiting class because recruiting wise, they should still be one of the top teams in the ACC. But if you look at the recruits, bro, like if you look at the recruits, none of them are panning out. Like they're just not panning yeah, out. That's facts, the though. Their recruiting classes aren't bad. Like because yeah. they were like you compare yeah, their recruiting so. class to others in the ACC, they should still you know be we definitely the top at least three or four teams in the ACC, but they haven't had a winning record in the ACC. Should have got Dion when you had the chance. That's right. Hey, should have got should have got Dion when you had the chance. Should have got Dion when you had the chance. Few years. You see me over there doing that Jackson State. Just think what he could have did at Florida State. His alma mater. Look, 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 let's just That's say the alma- that I still got to see it from Jackson State because they didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, so, I mean, they, he, but but he did, but he did, he did get good recruits. So we'll see how uh, this bro. year it's gonna comes. take Dion years. He, it's he gonna take Dion some years. Really good recruits for like Jackson State. He got some good ones. Little recruit from Georgia. Hey, hey. he even got he even got both of his sons. So both hey, his sons. I, I think, and that, I think and that, and that boy that, that boy that came down he should be at South Carolina for two years now, sitting watch playing SEC football. Mm-hmm. But that stuff's gonna look easy to him. You would hope I'm not gonna so. say it's gonna it's gonna look easy like he's gonna but it's you're hoping that it translates like dude, it's not as fast as the SEC. Because he might just be yeah. like, oh, it's too easy, and he just doesn't work at it, and then ends up not being as successful. As he could be, that too. But you know, that's to be determined. So that's 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 still up in the air. But yeah, so we're all in agreement still that Ohio State is yes. kind of clearly the the top top dog. To be honest, I think that um, yeah, definitely. When I see when we see Ohio State in Week yep. Two against Oregon, I think that will be a big game for the Big Ten in general. Because if Oregon beats if Oregon beats Ohio State. Big Ten, I don't think they're getting into the championship. Uh, okay. Unless they like went out and Oregon Thanks, somehow, though. some way just nice. like you know what I'm saying? Like Ohio State has to win out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if they lose they're, they're at home too. They're at home too. So it's gonna be like a big boost for the Pac twelve if Oregon beats them. So I think that, that 
after year. It's year like even when they had, year. even when they no went cap. down to the third every year they, they got the like national a... championship. He still got yeah. drafted. Like they literally had three quarterbacks that year that got drafted. <laughs> and like yeah, and the thing mm-hmm. about it though is they're athletes. Them boys got athletes though. <laughs> And then think and about Alabama it. Like, still Ohio, Ohio State might have like and, and this is this is <laughs> the funny part. Best athletes, okay. And it's it's it used to be that the Big Ten was like, oh, they're just all like power big guys, but they don't have speed. But then in you know, Ohio State always used to have that, oh well, they win the Big Ten, but they never win the BCS bowl games because they just don't have the same speed as the ACC or the SEC type stuff. Then they started getting those guys. They started getting guys from Florida, from Georgia, from the South. And now they run the Big Ten because they run spread offenses where speed is speed kills. And they just blow by everyone. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to change for a while where Ohio State just doesn't do well at quarterback. Or really any skill position, to be honest with you. You're starting you're starting to see teams in that in that uh, in that conference are to are starting to adapt though. Uh, you start seeing it in some. You start to see some teams. Some teams in that conference are adapting. I give I'm Indiana, Indiana a big credit. I huh? give Indiana a big credit because Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. They, Indiana is they, yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're not all staying in that run, run. Oh, you run, mean like their traditional ways? They're just not mistaken, isn't the uh, Minnesota in that conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not mistaken. Back so. Yeah, and Minnesota does, is not that conventional, just running down your throat. They used to be like that, or they used yeah, to try to yeah. be like that, and they switched their offense. And ever since then, we've gotten some guys. He, a guy, yeah. just got drafted from Minnesota. Uh, Bateman right. is it's not the man. <laughs> Yeah, Bateman is not nobody to be played with. Chris knows that. Oh yeah, sorry, man. Come on, man. He did go on. He did, go he did get. Yeah, he did have to have surgery this week, though. Uh, hey, I go love. Yeah. yeah, he'll be back in September, though, so it should be straight. Hey, yeah, I saw that. He gonna be gonna miss some time. I saw that. Yeah, so not not that much, not that much. But listen though, now that you yeah. mentioned it though. Damn, that's your mission, bro. Because Look at that's, the, that's the what Big they did. Those but schools used to produce running backs. Like, okay, we got to I ain't going to lie. Those schools used to produce top-tier running backs. Transition. Exactly. exactly. I mean, other than, you know, the, the schools like Stanford and Wisconsin, who kind yep. of just still ingrained but I think that identity, with even though it's changing, still working for them. I think the Big but, Ten you know, has just become more offensively available to challenge Ohio State. Not to say that, not to say that they'll beat them. But at least give them a challenge, and honestly, that's the closest way you can get to eventually become a Big Ten champion. So we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, Ohio State's definitely gonna take the title. I'm gonna start off on the next one, I guess, way to get it started, just because it means something near and dear to me. We got the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve. I'm going to go ahead and start off because <laughs> <laughs> I don't like none of y'all on this subject. Uh, got Oklahoma. I know it's going to sound shocking. I know. I know. I know. The Texas fans chose Oklahoma. No, but we just know right now that uh, the situations are different. Uh, you got a uh, quarterback in Spencer Rattler, that defense line. I think all of them came back. And they got a couple of dogs off of uh, the recruiting trail, too. Um, secondary might be a little spotty, but I think they'll still be pretty good. 
linebacking core is pretty pretty well taught, and we already know Lincoln Riley's offense is never going to fail him. Um, I mean, the only thing I only time I think they felt last year was the one game. Well, that one game between the streak where they lost what three straight? I think it was two or three on the road. Two straight. Or two or three. Well, two straight consecutive. That's probably the worst I ever seen his offense play. Um, but yeah, uh, Texas. We're we have some guys coming in. We got a couple transfer transfer from Alabama. Transfer from uh, from not mistaken. Uh, I forgot where the other transfers from. I think we had a transfer from Georgia, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. So I'm not going to say if it, if they is Georgia or not. But um, we we got a lot of battles going on at camp. QB linebacker, a couple wide receiver. We are definite wide receiver battle because we don't have a uh, a, a solid who we know is going to start right now. Because we everybody that started last year left except the slot. So we'll see what happens. Um. I would say they had some returning players. They basically returned their two best players with Brock Purdy and um, the running back. Um, uh, Brees Hall? Yeah, Brees Hall. There we go. Well, Brees Hall is, yeah. They so said he could be the best running back in, in college this year. He, 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 has, he has a definite chance to be. Man, so, I, I don't know. He got to show me again. Almost definitely. That's why I said he has a chance. I'm not gonna say he's been hands down number one, but he definitely has a chance to be. Bro, so that's gonna be. Yeah, but yeah, y'all offense is not a problem. That day, defense <laughs> is terrible. I, I was I was talking about Iowa State. Yeah. No, I'm talking about. I was just talking about Texas though. Oh yeah, well, like, yeah I figured that's, that's where you're going next. <laughs> oh yeah. So, I'm looking. I'm just looking at the, the the preseason predictions here, bro. And they got Ohio. I would say in front of y'all. That's embarrassing. First of all. But secondly, like looking at y'all team though, Sarkeesha, yeah, we got a we got a we got a couple of things we got coming in this uh this this recruiting class. Taywan Moore's coming in, uh, I think it's his, and uh Antoine Moore or Taywan Moore, he's pretty good. Uh, he's supposed to be a freshman. They say he's he's uh he's a pretty great at, athlete when it comes to the wide receiver position. Got speed that can get upfield and, and and make the deep ball happen. So. We'll see what he's going to be. Um, we got defensive players. We got battles over there on the linebacker. We don't know who's going to be our outside linebacker check because Overshawn. And then we got uh, another guy. I forgot his name, though. So we're, we're looking into that. Uh, we got Casey Thompson <laughs> and Curd going at each other. So we're going to see how that goes because they're talking about right now Thompson's looking like that leader. But they're both looking like leaders. But Thompson being that more vocal you know, showing up, doing the right things, and you know, they're doing the same thing, but it's not in the same, uh, I guess, I guess, outspoken way. You know what I mean? Like they can tell the team is more flowing towards KC's side. So I'm gonna say right now, if it's my prediction, I would start the guy who who led us to a <laughs> Alma Bowl, that, who led our Alma Bowl game, and let him let him get his let him get his dues. I mean, he sat behind Sam Ellinger, learned, did what he had to do. If he's coming out. And he comes out and punches Louisiana in the mouth, the raging Cajun in the mouth. I feel like he should he should keep that job in his hand. So that's my that's my prediction. What you got? Oh man! Hold on, hold on, Chris, 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 Chris. Hold on now. Is it? Hey, <laughs> can y'all hear Chris? No. Oh man, he don't, he don't oh, want that's me. That's oh, me. Oh, look at him. I was like, bro, <laughs> hey, look, he, he ain't saying that. 
<laughs> Man, that's funny. That's funny. I had muted my shit. So <laughs> I was you just got to cut that out. Start now. Hey, nah, but I'm gonna keep it going. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, real quick, just Oklahoma. There's really nothing else to talk about in this division. Uh, the rest of these teams aren't ready for the playoff, and they they won't see the playoff for a couple of years, if that. So Oklahoma. That's all I got. Um, Lincoln Riley is an NFL coach. <laughs> Lincoln Riley is an NFL coach. Um, Oklahoma's defense trending in the right way, and it's trending in the right way fast. They're just looking like a solid team. They're looking like they're prepping for the SEC. Um, I just, I really feel like this is going to be the last season for Oklahoma and Texas. I know that they have the contract dispute, you know, going out to twenty twenty five, but. They got the money. They can do whatever they want whenever they want to. This is the last season. They'll throw the bag at Big 12 and adios. Um, so with that being said, this is Oklahoma. Big 12 belongs to Oklahoma. Let's just go ahead and get that understood. It has all. It always been, belonged to Oklahoma. It always will belong to Oklahoma well, until this season. But take the hat off. So this is going to be you know, that goodbye tour. I believe that the Red River shootout will be the best game played this season. Always the best game. Best game. Yeah, it's gonna be the best in that in that conference, right? No, I'm talking about it's gonna be a great game. I believe it's gonna be the best game of the season. Because if this is gonna be Oklahoma and Texas's last season in the Big Twelve, they have to put on a show. That's just me. That's just me. And you know, baby, that's a little bit too much of a take, but I'm not trying to make takes. I'm just here just to speak on the facts because I believe this is all a part of Oklahoma's uh farewell tour. And this is gonna be a show. Sit back, relax. This may be Lincoln Riley's last season in college football. And I just, I just, I truly don't see anybody else. Brock Purdy and, and Iowa State, you know, they have a good chance to, you know, step up and maybe get an upset win here or, you know, or there. But regardless, Oklahoma is going to go back to the Big 12 title and they're going to beat whoever's in front of them. They're going to go back to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna save the rest. Of, I'm gonna save that. Save that for the rest of the the show. Um, but yeah, just like like Chris said, nothing to talk about. It's Oklahoma. <laughs> well, I think everybody's just going with the Oklahoma train, so I guess I will too. Honestly, I just think that if Iowa State had a chance, it would have been last season because you get a Spencer Rattler that's in his first year, and you have Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, all these guys that are veterans that have played in the Big Twelve a lot already. So I, and and they had the defense for it as well, but I think this year you, with an, another year under his belt, another year with the wide receivers, another year in the offense, the defense is better. I just don't see Oklahoma losing to Iowa State in the regular season or in the Big Twelve championship. I I think Oklahoma could lose a game in the Big Twelve just because, you know, it's just a, a toss up game that. You know, whether it's Kansas State or TCU, who they just happen to lose to just because. But, you know, or even Texas. I give Texas a chance. But, yeah, I don't see them losing more than, than one game, if that. So I, I just think that they they have too much firepower with too much experience that I just – I don't see them just losing uh, an unnecessary game like that. If Oklahoma loses a game, are they out? No. <clears throat> I think it depends on who they lose to, but honestly, with Oklahoma's track record, I don't think so. For the reason that people love offense and they know Oklahoma's going to put up points, 
It's so a brand. If it, if it comes down to them and I guess you could say Ohio State, then maybe you can make a case if Ohio State beats Oregon because of that, uh, that non-conference matchup. But if it's like a one-loss Oklahoma against an undefeated Cincinnati or something like that, yeah, OU's getting in. That's not even a question. I was going to say this. We're, we're talking about the about the fact that we're going, we're going to the SEC. That means Texas and Oklahoma. I was looking at it. Uh, I was looking at it. I was like, well, you ever thought about this this game against Arkansas, the decisive game, and how we're going to shape the shape our shape ourselves? Because if we can't beat the lowest of the SEC, just think about what the Big Twelve committee is going to start saying about us. I mean, well, think thing, about what the SEC. The one thing with the Big 12 committee is honestly, I think they're going to try their hardest to keep Texas and OU until 2025. And the only reason I say this is because, for one, the money. Obviously, they're going to get that Big 12 money, and once they leave, they're not going to get the same amount of revenue. For two, it's their best chance of making it to a BCS Bowl game or the playoff because without Texas and OU – it's going to be looked at as a group of five school un- yep. like conference nice. unless they have teams that already bolt to the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or what have you. So I think they're going to try their best, whether it's, you know, through legally or what have you, or just not accept, you know, the buyout that Oklahoma and Texas has that they can do. I think it was like 57 million or something like that. And they mm-hmm. have to, and they won't get the, the media revenue. a piece. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a lot of money, but I, I think in Oklahoma and Texas could, you know, technically do it if they wanted to, but I think the big 12 schools will do everything in their power to keep them until 2025. <laughs> That, that, that's a, that's an avenue that we'll, we'll be looking at that definitely down the line because that would be a crazy move if they did end up leaving early because now you have to figure out well where the other schools going to go if they do go anywhere and what schools could be brought into the Big Twelve that are from a group of five schools like a Houston or BYU or you know any schools of that nature. Devin, can I ask you a question about Texas? What's going on? Y'all are sitting at 19 right now, right? Yeah, we are. This is a serious question. Does it not concern you that you're using Arkansas as a measuring stick for where you're going to be going to in the future? Does the state of the program Sheesh. matter? It doesn't, that is it, a doesn't good question. it doesn't bother me. It's the reason why it doesn't bother me is this. It's because, one, we did, I didn't like know in my mind or know before it this happened that hey we we're gonna leave to go to the big or to go to the SEC. So it's not like I could have called that like if I would have said like oh they we going to the SEC bro right. like you know if there was speculations then I could be like all right bro then you probably should have I mean because think about it, the last three years I mean we played LSU last year we played LSU two years ago and probably had one of the best games of the season. Definitely. Gave put on a show I mean, yeah, we ended up losing. You know, we had some first quarter messes up. Well, some fourth quarter fuck up that you know made us miss some miss some opportunities that late hurt us later in the game. But just looking at the we we had the the game against y'all what was it, another two years or well, four years ago. I mean, we we played against SEC talent, so I, I know we can measure up. It's just that it was just luck of the schedule and you know bad drawing of the schedule that we decided the year that we were going to face Arkansas to say, hey, we want to try to move to the SEC. You know. 
Yeah. So it doesn't bother me. But the the reason why I think it's a good thing is because the fact of okay, what is Arkansas raid to you when it comes to the SEC the SEC West? Be honest. Mayor if Bob, you had to say bottom tier, right? Bottom tier, right? Bottom tier, definitely. Yeah. So when I look at that, I'm like, okay, if we can't beat the bottom tier of the, one of the conference that's been manhandled, mangled, strangled by one, maybe two teams a year, the same two teams, one to two teams a year, and we can't beat these guys, and these guys are usually at the bottom of the SEC, what makes you think we're going to come in there and challenge any of the guys that have been at the top of the SEC? The the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Texas A&M, the Floridas, the, you know, those teams. How, how are we going to compare ourselves to those teams if we can't even beat the lowest rated? You get what I'm saying? Like, if you can't beat Ray Mysterio, why are you going to go challenge the Big Show? You I think like, the big things with Texas that I see, this is, gonna, this, this is going to hurt them recruiting-wise, is because I think A&M has a, a bigger presence than Texas does in the SEC, even, if te- even when Texas goes there. So Texas yeah. kids are going to probably more than likely be like, okay, I'd rather go play at A and M in the SEC than Texas in the SEC, and um, because actually A and M just got um one of the top recruits in the country from Georgia. Uh, what was it, Dion Bowie? He just committed today to A and M, and I think A and M just has that bigger presence. That even when Texas comes, I'm not sure if their recruiting is going to get better. Like Texas is recruiting is already it's solid. But it's not anything that will put them over the hump. And I think, I mean, that that's one thing that I'm just like, I, I hope that it doesn't become a fact where it's like, okay, well, now A&M is the big brother and Texas is the little brother where it used to be switched around 10 years ago. Because we literally right now. I'll- but I, I have to say that in the SEC, recruiting obviously is king. And usually in the SEC, name brands get the recruits and it trickles down from there. If Texas comes into the SEC, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, they may be the biggest brand in the SEC. So I, I don't believe that, you know, a kid in Denton, Texas Bama. here is say, I don't know, because Bama don't have their own network. So, like, you know, well, Texas is going to lose that when they go to the SEC. It's already been a start. I know they're going to lose it, I'm saying, but if Alabama – I'm just saying, Bama didn't have that opportunity like Texas did. And it's maybe because they weren't in the, the weak conference as the Big 12, whereas, you know, Texas, that's they're literally king. So, yeah. at that time, they could have did whatever they wanted to. So, but I just I just believe that that sign symbols and just like that representation, that brand means a lot in the SEC. So, that... that if you're winning. Say that again? If you're winning. If you're winning, but I'm saying, even if you're not winning... You know, they're still getting names. And I feel if like that was the case, if that was the case, Texas would have Texas would recruit better than A and M now, but they don't. They so don't they come to the A&M SEC. So if they come to the SEC, why would you think Texas would recruit better than A and M if A and M's already been in the SEC and they're winning? Because A and M was only recruiting better because they were in the SEC. I mean, that, come on, let's be honest. Why would you go to Texas as a as a top recruit when they've showed themselves not able to do anything in the Big Twelve? Exactly. Like, but if so they're going to SEC, you think they're going to do something in the SEC? I mean, come on now. You know, Steve Sarkeesian's there. I, 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 mean, I think they do have a chance. He's a solid coach USC. That's not like Steve Sarkeesian's some pushover. 
No, no. But it, well, for one, I think I think Texas has to show it, and Steve Sarkeesian has to show it because Steve Sarkeesian's always been a good assistant coach, but his head coaching record isn't that great. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. You know, that, 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 that's something. That's something. That's definitely something that you know you definitely have to look to the future for and just see how it plays out. But right now, with the way A and M is recruiting. I mean, I don't think they're going to be an Alabama or, or a Georgia, and I still think they're going to be a team that you know comes out and plays well every like three, four years type of type of deal, kind of like Auburn. But they're recruiting pretty well. They are. I'm not taking that away from them. I just, I just have a little faith in Texas. I feel like you're just doing them a little bit of a disservice there. Just, just a little. <laughs> it's just because they haven't showed me anything in a long time, which is 100 percent fair. And that, that's the that's the only that's the only thing I have. It's, just, it's been so long. Do you hear that? You go to a better conference. Because think about it, A and M wouldn't have started off so well if it wasn't for Johnny Manziel. Like you literally had to have a generational quarterback for them to start off as well as they did. But once he left, they went down quick. We got Archie Manning coming our way. Why would you still believe that they would recruit better than Texas? <laughs> if he comes, huh? Why would you still believe that they would recruit better than Texas? If they because they're a winning program that actually has established itself as a good brand in Texas. So you saying Texas mm-hmm. hasn't established itself as a good brand in Texas? Texas has always been a good brand, but now that A&M has established itself as a good brand, you'd rather go to the team that's winning than the team that hasn't really proven. What have they won? I mean, they just went 12-1. and one. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't I mean, not 12-1. Cause... They went 10-1 because this is a shortened season. But they went 10-1. Yeah. What did they right think now, to the SEC championship, they haven't even sniffed the SEC championship. They Texas haven't. Will be here with the same but, amount. But of we, do you think Texas will? Texas, yes, I will. I believe they'll do it before Texas A and M. I don't. Crazy? Texas steps in here with the same credibility that at Texas A and M. So, so you think Texas? If Texas is in the SEC West, you think they will make it to the SEC championship before A and M? Yes. Okay. That's a take. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. We have the we have the talent. I'm not gonna say we don't have the talent to do it because we have the talent to do it. Like it, our recruiting classes aren't bad. The thing They're that not. the thing that the thing that like strikes me off about Texas is because of the fact that literally, literally, we have teams that we give Oklahoma and the shakes every year. Like literally, it's coming down to literally. I'm sitting over there on the couch with a table on top of my head, hoping to God Spencer Rattler doesn't hit a a corner pass city packing the end zone for a touchdown to win the game. Or Sam Elligan's over there running for his life for 40 yards just to dive and get hit out of bounds on the one-yard line with three seconds left on the timeout. And now I'm sitting there, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have, we have, given, we have given these guys ball games. We've given SEC teams that, that are contention to win national championships. I'm talking about the Georgians. But, I'm talking but, about the but, LSU. But see, but see, here's the thing about Texas that's different than OU – Texas matches up with OU because, for one, it's a rivalry game. So they're always, like, hyped up to play. So it's always something going on. But when Texas plays – because Texas was always, talent-wise, they've always been number one or number two in the Big 12. But the reason why they haven't been able to win a Big 12 championship in so long 
is because y'all just lose the teams that just aren't as good. And that's true. And that's they're true. Aren't we, as talented. We, let me let me not say honest. They're not honest talented. Let me not say they're not as good because technically, Iowa State is as good. Baylor a few years ago was as good. They're not as talented, but they were as good because for some reason Texas at that time didn't develop the talent that they had. Now I think that that's been a big difference. It's Oklahoma. A lot of times when big time recruits go to OU. They've been developed better, and I can say the same thing. I mean, we'll get to it in the SEC, but that was kind of Florida's issue for a long time. Is you get recruits, but if you don't develop them, nothing happens. And I think that's what our biggest problem is. We always we can pull in these high level guys, high level talents, but our guys that are specifically got that one it factor that can separate them a, a lot from the most. Well. The few he can separate himself to be the few, not not the many, and then we won't we won't develop him. We won't develop. We had we had Sam Ellinger just sitting there in third string behind, uh, behind the <laughs> behind a swoops and freaking uh, what was his name, Sam Bouchel. We had Ellinger just huh. sitting there. Oh, shit. Well, hey, look, Shane Bouchelle was a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I, I think the one thing about the the one thing that separated Ellinger from Bouchelle is Ellinger was able to add that running factor. But I think both quarterbacks were good because Shane Bouchelle went to SMU and they won a few conference championships. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he was a bad quarterback at all, but I'm just saying we had we had special talent. We just didn't develop it. I mean, Sam yeah, Ellinger was, was there for four years. He literally started pretty much four years. And Shane Bouchelle was just as good. Like, I'm not saying, you know, he's better than Sam Ellinger, but I'm saying he was just as good. We just didn't develop him. He was throwing the same way he was. He, he was throwing the same way he was at SMU, and SMU made him flourish. He flourished. I'm not saying he was, like, national championship-worthy quarterback, but he could have made he could have made the offense work. He could have did the same thing, but just without – a little less running. We would have actually. We would have found out that we had B. Sean Robinson sitting sitting back there chilling, and not wait till middle of the season. To the season. Say, yeah, middle of the season, late in the season to figure out. Oh snap, we got a we got a high quality running back. But you know what? Like part, part of me, part of me thinks, and this is something that I, I've seen sometimes in college and even in the NFL too. But you have a really good running back, but you don't put them in the game until they learn how to pass block. Because that was kind of the same thing with Najee Harris at Alabama. And it's Mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, you know, you're a really great running back, but if you don't know, like, how to pass ball, they don't want to put you in as early. And I wonder if that was a thing for him or not. I mean, we'll never know, but it was just something to think about it. But, you know, all right, let's let's wrap that up. Let's head on to the Pac-12. Pac-12. Picks, picks, picks. Honestly... I might surprise y'all, but uh, going with USC. I think Southern. I think this is USC's year, and I. I mean, they got Keaton Slovis at quarterback. I think running back they'll be fine. Receivers they got Drake London. They got Gary Bryant. They got Kyle Ford. You know they did have Brew McCoy, but Brew McCoy is kind of suspended from the team right now. So, but I think, you know, all in all, I think their offense will get them over the hump, especially with the whole, you know, offseason of being able to, you know, work out together and stuff like that. And they only lost one game last year. So I'm just like, and that game was in the Pac-12. 
you know, 10 Pac-12 championship against Oregon, who honestly wasn't even supposed to be there. It's supposed to be Washington. But, you know, they had to change that around because Washington had COVID. But honestly, I, I really do like USC this year. And I really have high expectations for them. What about y'all? What you thinking? Chris, go ahead. Uh, There's no Oregon to deal with. It's been a long time since there's really been, like, you ain't got to worry about Oregon this year, in my opinion. You really don't. like. And so USC is poised to win the conference, which is crazy to say. It's been a long time, it's right? It's been so a like, long time. Um, it, it is actually exciting. And I actually picked the Trojans as well because um, they're not, I mean, they're not an elite team, right? But they're yeah, a pretty they're not good team. Yeah, they're not type of team. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're a pretty good team, especially for that conference. Um, and then – it looks like in the preseason polls they have like Arizona State right below them in that on that on that side, mm-hmm. um, with Utah and UCLA, and those teams aren't you know what I'm saying like name I one think, player. I I, Arizona State would have had a better chance, but I think this whole offseason turmoil that they're going through with yeah. you know coaches having to be on paid leave administration and stuff like yeah that shit crazy. It's too much going on. I so forgot I don't, about I don't that. See yeah, them having a good season like that. Yeah, and then the other side of it like. It looks like they still have Oregon ranked number one, Washington and Stanford. They're not the same. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is the year. If there is a, if there is a year, it's this mm-hmm. year for, uh, for USC. So, give me USC. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go off kilter here because I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go Oregon. Uh, surprisingly, I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna go against the game. I'm gonna go Oregon challenges them. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's a full right Oregon because I do. If I had to go personally, like personal gut feeling, I'm going USC. But I just want to go against the grain just to have some fun, be the devil's advocate here. This guy, so I'm is. gonna go Oregon. <laughs> I'm gonna go Oregon. Uh, the quarterback they had Tyler Shue last year. Uh, they flipped it around, got a senior from Boston College, Mr. Anthony Brown. Uh, not a bad quarterback. He's actually uh, he actually runs he can actually run his offense very well. Uh, team that Oregon likes to spread the ball, throwing a couple QB runs, throwing a couple throwing a couple uh quick quick you know quick screen passes, maybe hit the deep ball every once in a while on, on a play action or something simple. But uh, they definitely have the offense. My my biggest thing for this team this year is just their defense. They lost their they lost their top rated safety, lost a top rated uh, uh, pretty a pretty good corner. And they lost their uh, middle linebacker die, and this year I'm kind of excited because we get to see the they get to see the opening season for just linebacker Justin Flo, uh, number one rated linebacker last year, uh, Anthony Brown, Boston College. But uh, <laughs> but it's just a um, bro. It's, it's going to be a new thing because yeah, who's their quarterback? Anthony Brown. He played at Boston College. Come on, bro. Let's be real, man. <laughs> is that their QB one? Hey, yeah, is that QB one? Yeah, it's the QB one. Damn, he, that he sucks. That I mean, he 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 was the quarterback when they did win the Pac-12 championship over USC because he he transferred there last year. Really? But he didn't start until I think that game. So he had a good uh, half of the season where he started. Mm, not I don't remember. I don't. I, didn't, I don't remember that year for them. I don't remember. No, I didn't no, he, he literally only started the Pac-12 championship game. Man, I ain't trying. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> man, and listen, definitely bro. He got to show me. No, that, and that's that's uh, why I picked like USC because I feel like with the returning quarterback and stuff, I feel like they have 
just more continuity, and yeah. that's all it really takes to win in that in that, in that conference. And, and this is the part. So, like I'm saying, that's why I said, like, I got USC as my gut feeling. Like, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. That's, okay. that's what I'm thinking. But if I'm gonna say like my guys to like shock them, I think we're gonna have a rematch from last year from the Pac-12. Uh, it's gonna be USC versus Oregon. I think that's gonna be a game that a lot of people want to take notice of. Especially if they, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know if they play them during the season this year. But if they do, that'll be great. That'll be awesome if we can get that. But like I said, it'll be great. It'd be awesome to see. But if we got to see the impact. I think we're gonna have a, we're gonna have another dog fight. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. All right, Z, what you thinking, man? Two key dates: September 11th and November 6th. September 11th, Washington football team goes and plays Michigan. And I feel like that's going to be a statement game because Michigan's not trash. Um, they're always going to be trash to me. I don't respect their football team. I'm just playing. I don't believe that Michigan just – I just don't believe in them. Um, and Washington, I feel like they're going to make a statement that game. Now, November 6th, they have a, full, they have a home game against the Oregon Ducks. I also believe this is going to be a statement game because of what you said, Marcus. They had to give up their title seat to Oregon, a team that didn't deserve it, that didn't earn it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't theirs. It was given to them like a child. So they have a point to prove. They got a solid defense. Uh, who just transferred there? It was a DB. Uh, oh, Brindley Raleigh Hayes from Oklahoma. Hooky. So yep. Washington always feels a, a solid defense, a competent defense. I feel, like, I feel uh, they're going to have a really top – Tierish defense um, in the terms of college football. They always just put one out, and I just believe in them. Um, I feel like Oregon's going to have a solid defense. They may have the best defense um, to me in the Pac-12. But yeah, K-Y-C, I, see, I see Washington. They're just, a, they're just a well-built team, and I feel like they got a point to prove, honestly. So I'm just going to pick them um, just simply because, like you guys said earlier, it's been a long time for USC, so I, I got to see it. I have to see it, so – uh, Oregon, they're a solid team as well. Um, I feel like they can go out there and make some noise, but I'm I'm gonna go with Washington for this one. Yeah, honestly, I think Washington, if they have a good quarterback, then they can definitely. Honestly, they could win the Pac-12 because their defense is always pretty good. Yeah, and somehow, some way, I've noticed that they always have DBs that get drafted pretty high. Somehow it's like no like top recruits really go to Washington like that, but they always find like some good DBs that just end up being really good NFL. Good for players. a first in the second round. Yeah, play. yeah. So I, I think, you know, <laughs> they, they they could be a team, but honestly, I just think that, you know, yeah, I think USC will still make it through. They'll push through and finally win a conference championship in a long time oh man My goodness. Nice. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, hey look what we all been waiting for the SEC picks hey look so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna lay it down that um you know Alabama's they, they, they've been good and they're number one right now Hates me to say it, but I think Georgia's going to win the SEC. I, I've got to pick them. They just have – they have too much talent not to, not to succeed. And if they don't, then that's just on Kirby Smart at this point yeah. because they literally have the quarterback. They have running back. 
They have receivers. They have tight ends, offensive line. You know, you could say, okay, well, their DBs are a little suspect, but they just brought in Darian Kendrick. They already have Lewis seen. Like, they have guys. Oh there's, like, there, there's, there's nowhere where you could really just say, like, you like you can attack the DBs, and that's probably their weakest, you know, on the defense. But even then, like, you attack the DBs too much, so you'll probably mm. get, you know, you'll probably get smoked a little bit. So, yeah. I, and them boys this coming to hit your ass too. Like this is Georgia's year. If Georgia doesn't do it now, I just don't see when they'll do it. Cause, damn, yeah, they they, they got too much talent for me. So even even though they lost George Pickens, their their best wide receiver getting Eric Gilbert, pairing him with Darnell Washington at tight end, plus all the speed they have at receiver, there's just no way. Like they really just have to fuck it up. They have to give it away. It's the only way. They got the best offensive line in America. They have been. They have literally been giving it away for the last three years. So I'm gonna gonna keep it on. I'm gonna keep it on going. I got Alabama. (laughs) So uh, I can go ahead and say what you want to say. I don't care what team in red, y'all, red and black, y'all over there talk about. If it ain't crimson and white, it don't matter. Uh, (laughs) At this point. Uh, it's the SEC Bama. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much at this point. No disrespect to all the other schools in SEC. I know y'all are good, but listen, y'all just not like that. Um, I mean, what team is like real, that? It's there are none. It's, it, yeah, there are none. So we just gonna be honest. Uh, we just go ahead and call it what it is. If we were, if you really want to be honest, do we honestly think? Do we honestly think? Honestly think that they they just randomly got a bad quarterback? Nope. Alabama ain't never. Alabama ain't never had a quarterback. Right. Like, That's a good point, Jack. That's a good point. The thing about Alabama is not that they don't have a bad quarterback or bad running backs or bad receivers, but the difference between Alabama and Georgia right now is Georgia has way more guys returning than Alabama does. And even though Alabama does reload, like, this is the one time. <laughs> here's the thing, though. This is the one time where you can't say for sure – Okay, what receivers does Alabama have right now that's going to challenge Georgia every Respects. single play? Because John Mechie, he's great, but we've never seen him by himself before. It's always been Devontae Smith. It's always been, you know, Jalen Waddle. It's always been Jerry Judy. Like, they've always had other guys, but now that he's the number one, we don't even know who the number two guy is. So it's the rest like, of them are young. Yeah, so it's just like, how can you really say that, okay, well, yeah, Alabama reloads, and they're obviously going to always be the number one pick, but this is Georgia's year, so I, I got to go with Georgia's. Like, Alabama's right, great, and I wouldn't – like, usually I would never pick against Alabama, but this is the one year where it's like, okay, I can see Georgia doing it. Bro, Bryce Young is six feet uh, even, 194. Hey, he can still throw that thing. But he can, he can, he can. I, I, don't, think he, I don't think he has the weapons – that Tua had exactly, and, and, and exactly. what Mac Jones had because those exactly. weapons are things that you yeah, just see like once in a generation type. Exactly, yeah, literally exactly. four receivers that all go in the first round, plus a running back that goes in the first round, plus pretty much all your offensive line going in the first round. Like that is a lot of talent to just turn over like that, even for Alabama. Yeah. What do you think, Z? It's, 
you know, I've been a realistic Georgia fan the last few years. Um, after that SEC championship, that very that humbled me uh, very much. So, so and then that SEC championship against Bama that humbled that completely just you know reinforced what I felt the previous year. So, <laughs> I've always told myself that until I see it, I'm not going against Bama. But Kirby is a is is a magician when it comes to recruiting. The man doesn't stop. He goes over time. Even when it comes down to his coaches, uh, one key thing that I feel like is going to be something that changes the tide, and that is Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp has overseen some of the best defenses this sport has ever seen. So in the, at the college true. level, at the college, yeah, level, that's true. At the college level, um, he doesn't really get. I think I think a generation has lost. I guess the sense of a dis- of defensive coordinator, what he is, the de- defensive mind that he is, because he's been a head coach for a very long time now. At this point, I mean, I know between Florida and South Carolina, he took what I want to say about a couple seasons as DC at Auburn, mm-hmm. um, and so, even Auburn had a good defense because that was the year they they beat uh, they won the uh, not the SC championship, but they went to the SC championship. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that's it. It's just you know, like I said, I just have to see it. Uh, but with that being said, we have two tight ends over six three that run four four flat. Like, well, not flat, but I think one's. I think they're both flat at four four five. Um, one of them is six seven, and he was just abusing DBs down the field. Whoever came across him, um, I don't know if y'all know what our wide receiver situation is looking like, but it's. <laughs> it, we got some dogs out there. Even though we lost George Pickens, if we had George Pickens. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because, you know, he's injured. Whoa. He made him back at the end of the season. I don't want to jinx anything with not going good. But I just – it's something that I feel about this team that I haven't felt in a very long time. And it's just it's, – it's a calmness. When JT Daniels came in last year at the end of the season, I felt a calmness at the quarterback position that I haven't felt in a while. Even with Fromm. Fromm is just – you put him on any type of pressure and he folds like a piece of paper that has been stuck inside water all day. I have Except like against Florida. I God, oh yeah, he. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what y'all did with Jake Fromm. I don't know not, what it was, bro. I hated that man against that every man time. Defeated against Florida, like it's because he got lucky ass shit. That's bro, why it was always like third and twelve. They didn't just convert that shit out of yeah. Nowhere. Jake like, Fromm got lucky ass shit. He just pull it up and then Jeremiah uh, Holloway would just come I down. Hate it. I Hated that. I hate it. But we have a competent yeah, quarterback. Can you do that against us, though? I mean, <laughs> we were missing half our team. Let's just be honest. Like, let's be honest. And y'all were y'all were riding off the high of of, of winning. Like, <laughs> like it was just. You know, I give it to you. We lost. There's no Santa buts. I'm not taking it away. We lost. But if y'all would have played us at, at a week prior. Toast. Two weeks oh, prior, regular, toast. The regular season, y'all would have been butter toast. Over there. Toast. <laughs> like, come on, don't like, play with. Over there, licking their wounds from Bama. They was like, oh, sorry, you saw blood. I'm gonna go ahead and get to the point. I, I, I like, I gotta pick the dogs. I gotta pick the dogs. It is just too much. It is our time. If Kirby doesn't do it now, then um, I'm definitely losing a lot of hope and a lot of. You know, I'm not gonna say that it's over. I'm not gonna say we're never gonna have a chance, but it's definitely gonna be demoralizing. But yeah. college football is weak this year. I'm just gonna say it. There's nobody that really scares me. Hammer doesn't scare me. 
I mean, Bryce Young is a freshman. Regardless of what you say to me, he's no Trevor Lawrence. He's not going to go out there and win you a title. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't Ooh. see it. Trevor I mean, Lawrence. Even, even Trevor Lawrence, I think that was more the defense and the wide receivers than just him. Bex. That's Bex. just me. Trevor Bex. went out there and beat Bama like they stole something. I mean, he, he beat Yeah, because their defense line, that was the – you look at that if you look at that team, that was the best defensive line that was probably assembled in the last yeah, like, three years. I'm not taking it away from them, but at the same time, don't take away from Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence went and toasted Bama in the SEC champion. I mean, not excuse me, in the national championship game. Regardless of how you dress it up, D-line. It was the defense that was the one better, the best defense of all time, if not the best. The way you, no matter what you dressed it up, a true freshman went out there and treated Nick Saban like he was a child. That's so. Justin Ross, but yeah, they did, they did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they did, but like, come on, like, Bryce Young is not that. I, I'm sorry, I believe in Bryce Young. I believe he is a star. He may be a future Heisman winner in, in this league. He might get him a national championship. I believe all of that is in his grasp, but he is still a freshman. So, and I just, I don't see anything else. Emory Jones has ran for his life against Georgia, and I don't expect for that to change. Not today. Not this year. Uh, the rest of the SEC East, talk about okay. it. Okay. Come on, Marcus. You remember. You say, you say he's ran for his life, but the only thing he has done is run because that's the packages that we had. We never asked him to pass. That's fair. That's fair. This is why we had Kyle Trask. It's testament to Dan Mullen's belief in that man's arm. Uh, hey, bro, he has a strong arm. He just got to, you know, get that finesse right. That's yeah, all. there you go. So I – and then if you go over to the West, I, if I don't, if I believe that Bama can't beat us, and I believe that Bama's going to win the West, that only just you know, regardless of what my mind, my mind is telling me, don't go against Nick Saban until you've seen something else. The last time Georgia beat Alabama and Nick Saban, I was 14, 13 years old. Two thousand seven. Yeah, so it, it's. Excuse me, then 12 years old. Jeez. So it's, <laughs> I'm about to, like, this is coming up on 10 years. At some point, it has to break. I believe that this is going to be the birth of a dynasty. Just off of what's coming in, the classes that came in this year, the classes that's coming in next year, the classes that are coming in the, the following year. There's a trend that is happening with Georgia. The offense is changing. If you go to the boards, everybody's speaking about it. The notes are speaking about it. Going back into the, the beginning of spring this year, Todd Monken has officially changed this offense. He came out this week, I believe today, earlier today, and stated that he wants his wide receivers to be greedy. He wants the guys to come in there and be like, where are my catches? Where are my receptions? Where are my plays? He said he loved those guys. He said those guys are a dying breed in this game right now. And he said that Georgia has them. So I believe this is our year. Um, I haven't said that in a while, since probably like 2018. That was the last time I had confidence in going to win the SEC championship. But, yeah, I'm, I have to go with Georgia. It's it's too much. Too many weapons on the offense. The defense may have a little bit of inexperience, but they got some dogs. We have, you know, not that stars mean anything. We have multiple stars at all three levels on the defense. So okay. we got right. the stable of backs. That runs five deep, all five that can start at another SEC team. Able to wide receivers, that's like seven deep that all can go start on another SEC team. This is our year; it has to happen. All right, so you know you, you got Georgia winning, and I got Georgia winning. Devin had Alabama. 
you know, Chris, you pick Georgia. It's tough, man. It's, it's hard to bet against Alabama. <laughs> I don't care who they got. You know, it it's really true. is hard to bet against Alabama because no matter what, you pretty much know a standard of excellence is coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every year. Now I agree with my man though. Georgia on paper looks like the best team in the, in the, in the country. I'm not gonna count. Georgia's defense is crazy. Like Georgia's defense was good last year. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, uh, except the last four in Alabama. Georgia's defense is like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was uh, listen. Offense. You ain't got to respond to that, bro. He tried to beat that. You ain't got to respond to that. Listen, Georgia is like that, but it's just I have to go Bama because Georgia hasn't shown me that they can get over that hump under Kirby Smart. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Was, well, okay. in a long time, right? Like in a very long time. So I got to go Bama. But hey, I was just looking at Ole Miss offense is crazy. Uh, Mississippi State. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss offense. Yeah, Ole Miss offense. They always do good, and especially with Lane Kiffin, they'll always be good. I'm just worried about their defense. But they got Braylon Sanders, um, senior. Y'all know who that is? Mm Mm-hmm. He's like that. Yeah, he was. He was a top wide receiver coming out of high school. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I just have to say that. I I, I think. I mean, that's honestly the reason why Ole Miss was the only team to beat Alabama in back to back years. Exactly. 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 Do I see that happen? And they did take Alabama to a shootout earlier last season too. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't see that defense holding up though. Yeah, yeah, they ain't gonna win shit. But damn, the offense is crazy. They don't have. They don't have the. They don't have the Kendici brothers to rely on no more. Yeah, they don't have have that that defense that they used to have. Or at least like the D line. All right, now, now, hey, let, let, last one on the SEC. All right, all right, go ahead. Arkansas is ranked less, <laughs> and this man Dev was like, "Man, we have to beat them this year." <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> listen, we have to. Dog. We have to. No, 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 no. no. Like, you, know, you can you go ahead. Know bro. Gonna hey, no, hey, look, look we are gonna leave off with that. Cool, we already know. <laughs> With, with your thoughts on that, we're gonna leave off on that. But <laughs> since we've all made our conference picks, now we got to make our playoff picks. Who do y'all have in the playoff this year? Hey, Devin, go ahead and lay it out for us. Well, we already know them, we already know one of them, so it's not that hard. The conventional, the undefeated, the the most diabolical champion in the world with sixteen rings. Four assaults, four murders. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, the boys, the boys from Bama. Uh, number two, I'm gonna say Ohio State makes the playoff again. Uh, this is in no particular order. This is in no particular order. So I'm not saying this is one, two, three, four. Um, as much as I don't want to say it, we got Clemson coming in at three, just because the fact of. Oh, just because the fact of, and then also I got a. Um, I'm gonna say last second, say Oklahoma. Oklahoma rides it out. Uh, what you got, Chris? Uh, Bama. Mm, that's tough. Yeah, give me Bama. Two SEC teams this year. Bama, Georgia. <laughs> Clemson. Ohio State. Z, what you got? Zanary, what you got? You already know. Dogs on top. You already know how it go. Who's that coming down the track? Um, then I'm going to have to go. With Washington, I believe they're going to sneak in this year. I, I I don't know. I just like that team. For some reason, I like that team. Okay. I could. Maybe they could. 
Yeah. Um, and then I have Ohio State. But this is where it gets a little tricky. I'm going to have to go Texas A&M. What? Yeah, Whoa. I'm going to have to go Texas A&M. Even I'm though gonna... they, they were returning their quarterback, they have a new quarterback? Mm-hmm. I just, I have, I just have a feeling that Texas A&M, I feel like Jimbo's going to put together something special this year. I feel like they're going to lose one game this year, and that's going to be the te- uh, Alabama. And... You know, they're going to miss out on the SC championship again because I don't see Alabama losing. Um, I don't see uh, whoever comes out of the ACC is going to have multiple losses. So I don't see the ACC sneaking into the conference. I mean, excuse me, to the playoff this year. Um, no disrespect to Clemson. Whoever comes out, if it's Clemson or North Carolina, I believe they're going to have multiple losses. That's just me. Um, and that's pretty much how I want to round it out. I just, I just, something about Texas A&M is. I'm not saying that this is just year, but I feel like something's it's gonna be a jump. Okay, jeez. Yeah. All right. Hey, look, he going out. Uh, damn, that one threw me off. Hey, yeah, hey, look, he's going out on a stretch for this one. But okay. All right, I like it. I like no, it. No, it's definitely a stretch. Hey <laughs> Well, the likely not gonna happen. It's just, you know, it's been college football is a wild sport. Anything can happen at any time. Um and like I said, I, this year in particular just seems the team, everybody looks vulnerable to me. I don't see any traditional powers outside of like Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, you know, repeating what they usually do, putting on their, the usual show that they do. Outside of that, I just feel like there's a lot of free game. I free, Like I said, I feel like a lot of heads are going to get taken off this year. And I feel like right. at the end of the day, there's going to be a few men standing and Texas A&M may not necessarily deserve it, but I feel like they may get that nod. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. So, my, my picks, obviously got to have the Bulldogs in there. I think Oklahoma gets in. I think Alabama gets in. And I think USC gets in. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> USC is my super pick. <laughs> Just just think about it. Look. Undefeated? They're going to no. But here's here's the kicker. One loss? Oh hell. Oh hell. And this is is the reason why. I think Ohio State is gonna have two losses. And I think Clemson's gonna have two losses. So I think USC is gonna get in. Two losses. I think I think Clemson Clemson's going to lose to Georgia. I think that'll be one loss. First of all, and then it's showtime September fifth. It's showtime. And then I think that Clemson will lose just uh, an unnecessary game in the SEC. Okay. And with Ohio State, we'll I mean, I feel like they're going to lose. I feel like they have a chance to lose to Oregon. I'm not going to say they are. But I feel like they have a chance. Does Oregon go to like, Columbus? And I feel like they're going to go back. To, it's it's at a Ohio State. Oh, but I feel like they're going to lose that one unnecessary game in the in the Big Ten, like they always used to. <laughs> so I, I think they're going to revert back to that what those ways after Justin Fields is gone. So one loss Trojans over. A two one loss, loss Ohio State. Or two two loss Ohio. State. Two loss Ohio State and two loss Clemson. One loss Bama. Yep. No. Well, yeah. One loss. Bama's gonna get in because they're gonna lose oh, you said, Georgia you said and Bama, the uh, SEC championship. You said Bama, Oklahoma, 
USC, and Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I'm telling some something's just telling me this is USC's year to to, to prove something. Damn. So I'm gonna so, give them the benefit of the doubt. If they get in the play, they're gonna get toasted by whoever they're oh, playing. For sure, but you know, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, that's be. what it's all about when you make that fourth spot. Thanks. <laughs> 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 all right, so, so you know, let's end this end off this podcast with Heisman hopefuls. Now, I got my five. Yeah, I don't have to have five, but I just have five. So I think Spencer Rattler. Obviously, I think, you know, Oklahoma quarterbacks, they always put up stats. They, they always win games. Always going to be in the conversation. I got Keaton Slovis, quarterback for USC, because I feel like he has to have a high, he has to have a Heisman year in order for them to do the things that he does. So I got Clemson's DJ Longalile, just because, I mean, you're at Clemson, you're going to put up stats, because I don't think they have – the explosive running back that they're used to exactly. having with Travis Etienne. Yep. So I think they're going to have to pass the ball more. Yep. And I think with the receivers they have, they're just loaded. And it's loaded. just like you can't not pass the ball and put up stats. It's and he's, and he's a threat on the ground too. Mm-hmm. You get Justin Rawls back. So, yeah, I just think that it's just too much for him not to be in the Heisman race. Yep. This is – this is uh, these last two are some crazy ones now. Texas's B. John Robinson. I think he'll be in the Heisman conversation. And I, yes, I say that because as a freshman, <laughs> as a freshman, he did average eight yards a carry. And I'm just like, bro, if he gets all the snaps with Steve Sarkeesian as you know the the head coach, I think he can put up you know fifteen, sixteen hundred yards. And, and make a case to be in the Heisman. I, I think Texas could be – he'll be in the Heisman conversation as long as Texas is about like 9-3, and 10-2-ish. He'll be in the Heisman conversation. So I, I got to go him. And last but not least, though this is definitely – I don't think he'll be in there, but uh, Emory Jones, quarterback from Florida. And this is the only way – this is the only way he gets into the Heisman conversation. The only way is if he just puts up numbers against Alabama or Georgia. He has to put up numbers and win at least one of those games. I'm not saying that they're going to do it, but if he does win one of those games, he'll definitely be in the Heisman. That means that means Florida has to go at least one one loss or undefeated for him to even be considered for a Heisman. That, and that, that's the thing. Those are the only two games that we're not favored in. So I'm like, if he can win one of those games, I think he'd be in the Heisman. So you said y'all might win the, the division. Mm, if we beat Alabama but lose to Georgia, we wouldn't win the division. But we, it's a chance. It's not a big chance, but it's a chance. So those those, those are my uh, Heisman hopes. Yeah. Who, who you got? Who y'all got? All right, I'm gonna start from the five and work my. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start at the one spot. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm gonna go like how Marcus said. I'm gonna go DJ Ulele. That's my one spot right now. Um, I think the receivers are a little bit, uh, a little bit out there. The running backs ain't you know much to be desired, but they got they got the they got the wide receivers. He played that he showed that the likes weren't too big for him. 
uh, when he faced Notre Dame, even though he lost because of his defense, not him. He goes for 400, almost 500, 400, almost 500 yards. And you know, I'm talking about it's his fault, but I don't understand it. Anyway, DJ Ulule. Uh, I'm going to throw a mystery pick out there. I'm going to go C.J. Shroud. Goes crazy at Ohio State this year. Um, I think he, he's getting put around a great young, a great core, great, great group of gentlemen. Uh, they might have lost Chris Olave and and maybe I think one other guy on the offense, if I'm not mistaken. I think no, they lost Trey Sermon. So with that being the case, it's gonna be a little bit uh, it's gonna be a little bit different. But other than that, I feel like they got a great core, great team around them, and they they're facing the Big Ten, and I don't see much over there to be able to contest them. So I'm gonna go see a shout. Um, another guy, I'm gonna put Bryce Young up there. Uh, no, scratch Bryce Young. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice today. I'm gonna put the guy from Georgia, J.C. Daniels, up there. I'm going to say he has a great year. Uh, I'm going to give him some respect. The guy can't throw the ball. He came around, turned that, came around against Cincinnati. So, I got to really give him some credit. Defense wasn't playing good most of the night, and then he came through in the clutch with, what was it, three straight possessions as an area, if I'm not mistaken? Two, three straight possessions where he put it together? Yeah. Uh, against Cincinnati. That was about three three possessions, right? Yeah. So, he shows that he can play he can play it down. He knows, how to, he knows how to will a team back, so – We'll see what happens here. And then, like they said before, Georgia's, Georgia's team this year is built to be national champions. If they don't get it this year, we got a lot of questions to ask. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go JT Daniels. Um, my fourth pick my fourth pick is going to be uh, – I want to say this guy, but I just, I just don't think he's going to get that. But I'm going to use him for right now just because the team. I'm going to say Bryce Young. I'm gonna say Bryce Young comes through, has a great season. Um, the only the only game that's gonna dictate his season is that Georgia game. I think that that Georgia game, or if he that Georgia game, is gonna be a big emphasis, especially if they face each other in the national champ- or in the SEC championship. That's why I say that. Um, but if I'm going off of just right now, the Florida game could be a big game for him. So he has he has a couple games here that can decide his season or decide his race. And then my last pick. I'm gonna go right there with Marcus, my boy. The running back, the the tailback, the running back, the running back, Bijan Robinson. That that <laughs> guy right there, Chrissy. If you, if you haven't not seen him yet, go watch highlights, bro. He's a problem. I, I don't know if you just don't want to give him credit, but no, bro, no, no. Problem. He's I'm good, but is he your number one? He's a number one. He's a number is no, one. Is he like, your number if, one? Hopefully. Um, um, no, he's not my number one hopeful. He's probably like right now. He's in my. He's in my. If he makes third place, I'll probably be where he where he'll be at. He won't win unless Texas goes undefeated and we we win out the yeah, Big Twelve. Yeah, which yeah. Is, we beat Oklahoma. Yeah, good luck. Or he he just goes crazy against unless he just goes crazy against Oklahoma the first time and the lose the second time. Probably, but. Yeah. That that's that's what we need. Yeah. That's the only way we could be able okay. to do that. So but that's not possible. No, I, I like it. I like that list. I'm uh, I'm not gonna rank them, but I'm gonna give you some sleepers first, and then we'll get into like the the hopefuls. Yeah, I, I yeah, guess you yeah, can say. Yeah, heavy hitters. I yeah. Got uh, so some sleepers, people that I would like to see have good seasons and win. Uh, the Eric King, I mentioned him earlier. Like he hasn't lived up to that. What year was it? 2018, where he was like uh, electric. Yeah, because he, yeah. he, he, he had that like 20 and 20 season. Yeah, Where he ran yeah. for twenty and he passed for twenty. Yeah, he had fifty total touchdowns that yeah. year. It was yeah. like it was crazy. So like, I know he had a down year, uh, twenty nineteen, but uh, he has potential. Uh, he like we know, hurt. yeah, exactly, and we know what his skill set is. So um, he he starts off with with Bama week one too. So 
don't hey, know. He, he got to show something because if he don't, then that one's gonna get ugly. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I go lie. <laughs> he could definitely show up though. And if you have a good opening week with college football, fans are back in the stands against Bama. That could. Oh yeah, your, national your whole season. Like, yeah, that set your whole season up. You know what I'm saying? So watch out for that. And don't um, let them win. Don't let them win with like 100, 100 rushing yards, two hundred passing yards. Like, bro, hey, Miami in the in the national championship talk after that. Yeah, to start off yeah. the season for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, another sleeper, like super sleeper. This is never gonna happen, but I would love to see it. <laughs> Derek Derek Stingley Jr. No, Derek. hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know, I know. But imagine, bro. Imagine. I don't know. That's a super. That's a super. Matthew couldn't do it, bro. I don't see a corner doing it. Yeah, it's a super sleeper. That's a super sleeper. Weird. Peterson can do it. What did you say? Oh, Pat Pete? Yeah, No, Tyron Matthew was better than Pat Pete. In college, yeah. I think so. Yes. Was it Patrick Peterson's sophomore year? Where this man, he went all the way off? He had like three yeah. turns for the touchdown. He had like five pick six. Like no, but he never had. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, he had like he had, remember they talked no. about it. it was like because they were talking about all his touchdowns. That's why I was telling you, Tyron Matthew had all the touchdowns, bro. Tyron Matthew was a machine. Like he, he like fumble recovery, interception. Oh man, you name it. Return. You name it. Like he did everything but play offense. Yeah, facts. But yeah, go go ahead. Go um, ahead. Yeah, we, we ain't got to talk about that. That's a super sleeper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> running backs, Brees Hall. We talked about him earlier. I know you say he has to prove it to you, but we've seen this type of player, his frame, right? Like, really put up some crazy numbers before, right? Mm-hmm. So watch out for Brees Hall. They're going to run the shit out of the ball. It's Iowa State. Uh, they're going to run the shit out of the ball. So just from sheer touches alone, he might be in the conversation. Um, Okay. My my two hopefuls, like people that I think have the best chance to win it. Uh Spencer Rattler. He got the green light this year. Like he had the it was semi green last year or the last full season played. You know what I'm saying? He has yeah. the green light this year. And that offense is crazy. That offense is insane. Um they have no one in their conference. We know that already. <laughs> uh <laughs> but listen. No cap though, Spencer Rattler about to go crazy. And then my number one pick, and everyone's number one pick, should be DJ, man. Okay. DJ is two fifty, bro. First of all, I don't think y'all understand the packages you about to come out. I ain't gonna lie, like you gotta watch out for DJ. He gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make people forget about Trevor Lawrence and how great he was very quickly. I promise. You. I mean, all right, I that's, think, that's all I, I got to say. I understand that because I think Trevor, like, he never really had great regular seasons. His regular coasted. to me were subpar he, because it's like yeah. he doesn't have to do a lot. He coasted. Yeah, he yeah coasted. so it's just kind of like you don't have to put up numbers. So it's like yeah. I was I was surprised he was even in the Heisman conversation. Facts. He was off name alone. Because it's like he didn't really have great numbers. They just won yeah. games. Yeah. I, he was in there off name alone. Yeah, I'd rather have Trevor, Travis Etienne in the Heisman for what he did Facts. than Trevor Lawrence Facts. in the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence. But, was like playing average games of like mm-hmm. what two hundred something yards passing. Yeah, like and you got fucking really, people putting up four hundred, five hundred. Yeah, like he never really had that Heisman moment type game yeah. because he yep. never had to. It's just thinking yep. and dunking all day until yep. the game's over. But hey, like you said, they don't have an ETN this year. Like, and we really don't have that star-studded running back. Like, we're gonna mix people in and out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then our we're gonna rely heavily on the pass game. Um, DJ can throw it, but he can also create. So like, it's gonna be fun. To, it's gonna be fun to watch. 
Yeah. Now, one one last thing, because I thought this was like something really crazy, and I think this will really affect recruiting. Is BYU essentially there was a company? I think it was called like Built or something like that. Mm-hmm. But all the walk-on players that they had built essentially was like, okay, y'all are going to be our like our employees. And we're going to pay for all your tuitions. And so it made me think it's like, well, recruiting wise, the rich is going to get richer because if you don't have enough scholarships, you can just be all like, oh, well, we can just get this company to say that you're our employee and pay for your tuition. So you just think like if Alabama Oh, you know what? Damn, that is right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop this tape right quick. Z, Z, you didn't even do your Heisman talk. My fault. Go ahead. Hold on. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Z, do your Heisman talk. We'll, we'll get back to that. JT Money, he's going to win it. Let's just be honest with ourselves. He's going to win it. Number two is going to be Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Hall. Excuse me. Um, I feel like the disrespect that he's getting is kind of disrespectful on different levels. He led the league in rushing last year. He put up 1,500 yards in a COVID drug season. Short season. Short season. And yeah. you get that at Iowa State. So, Brees Hall definitely going to come in number two. Number three, go ahead and give me Sam Howell. Um, I just feel like I feel like he's going to make a name for himself this year. I feel like, you know, I just do. I believe in the guy. Um, some sleepers. Um, one of the two. Uh, <laughs> just, just being a little homer. Uh, one of the two. Eric Gilbert or um, Darnell Washington. I, wow. Something, something's coming. Uh, after, after you already put JT Daniels yeah, in there. Yeah, damn, bro. Would. That's sleeper, though. That's a sleeper. It's just a sleeper. It's okay, a little, okay, okay. It's a little sleeper. Okay. You put Bijan Robinson in there. Come on now. Like, like, yes, man's, man's going to go off. Watch. He's going to go off. I'm not taking that from him, but. You put him over Brees Hall, who's actually yeah, I think he'll have better stats than Brees Hall this year. I mean, no, obviously it would lead to that, but I'm just saying, you know, Brees Hall has proven it. I feel like he should get a little respect. That's all. Um, that's a, another sleeper that I have, um, I do want to pick a defensive player too, um, but I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> no, um, another sleeper that I have. Um, would be keep forgetting his name. Who was the um the quarterback for USC? I apologize. Keaton Slovis. Slovis. Keaton Slovis. Yeah, I feel like he could be a sleeper, but he would have to be under that market scenario. Of them going. Yeah, like he's got to. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, like, like there's really. no way he yeah. would be in the Heisman talk. But if he didn't he, do that. He, he was good when he stepped in. It was good. JT Daniels. Like, he, he's the reason why JT Daniels isn't at USC. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, man's got to be good for something. Yeah. And, I mean, with the, the offense, with Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator, we know like to pass it around. So, they can have the stats. They just got to win the games. Devin know about Graham Harrell. Uh. <laughs> hey, good old crab tree pulls free. Oh, man. That's a beautiful play, man. That's beautiful. Oh, man. But okay. Getting back to the uh, BYU, my my apologies for cutting you off, Z. I thought you had already did your pick oh, you for a second, but uh, yeah, like 
Imagine Alabama having the number one recruiting class, and then they can tell other top players that, yeah, we can't give you a scholarship, but we can say you're this employee for this business that works with us, and they can pay for your tuition. Like, just think how crazy that could be in the amount of kids that be like, you know what? I'm going to test myself at Alabama. And they just go there and have their scholarship paid for us. So they're good. And all they got to do is just compete, compete in practice and stuff like that. Like, it blows my mind because I think it can change college football. For one, walk-ons could actually have an opportunity to, you know, have their scholarships paid for without the restrictions of scholarships that the NCAA grants schools. But also it's like good teams now can be all like, okay, well, we can only sign this many people in our recruiting class, but if you're a preferred walk-on, we can still get your scholarship paid for. Like, that's really big, and I think that – I don't know if we'll really see the ramifications from that this year, but definitely uh, the next few years, it might just see something. So that, that's something I just thought that was really interesting that happened yesterday. Most definitely. It's really going to get interesting for me tomorrow, but we'll, we can talk about that off podcast. But <laughs> yeah, man. I think this is going to be very interesting to see. The, the Heisman this year really doesn't have a front runner, and I love it. So yeah. this year is going to be very exciting to see because it's really going to be the year where we get to see actually guys compete, like compete to, for the Heisman. Like, it's not going to be well. We already know who's going to be there. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be Justin Fields. You know, we already know the top two guys are. But now we're at a point where we're actually like, yeah, it's like that. We're going to be here. But we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, we out. I'm not going to